Blog Talk Radio.
And so I know today, after Minister Sheila prays, I'm going to ask everyone that's on the line and even those listening via the World Wide Web and in the archives, although I won't be able to hear you, to take some time out to give the tribute to the men, whether the men are fathers, sons, uncles, brothers, friends, nephews, great-grands, husbands, again, others, mentors, leaders, neighbors, even if they're a fictional character, your heroes, your father figures, and more. We'll take this time out for those such precious memories for the Kaisers, Seaberries, Browns, and Sanders, and Thomases, and Dickens, and Sinclairs, and Wrights, and Harrises, and Halls, and Waddells, and so many others on this happy, happy Father's Day. That once Minister Sheila is finished with the prayer, that you can take as much time as you need in order to give the tributes to the men in your life that were in your life, that are still in your life, whether it's something that uh, they did that's still in, in your heart, on your mind, something you'll never forget. Like the song says, Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Those are memories. And so now we have earthly memories of men for this happy Father's Day. So, Minister Sheila, can you go ahead and pray with us and for us and share whatever the Lord has given you, and then I'll pause for a while for us to give the tribute to the men in our family. Minister Sheila? Good morning, good morning, and good morning. I just want to say, God, I thank you, I thank you, and I thank you for blessing us with another day. Thank you for blessing all the fathers today to make another day of celebration for their line in the familyhood to lead the children the right way and to learn and to let them also know you are the main father of us all. You are the one and only true loving father of us all that gave us life and a place to live and made this earth that we might have a place to live, but to also let us know that we need to pray and thank you and to ask you to protect us from all the evil ways and for the demons and devils that has our way to tempt us to break our faith, our love, and the war of knowledge for you. Father, I give honor to you for blessing us all with life, another birthday for each day that we live. I call it a birthday. It's another day for us to learn and to worship and to treasure you and to ask you what do you have for us to do today? What is on the menu for us? What is the way you want us to conduct ourselves for this day that you have blessed us with that so many did not this day. They might have seen part of it, but some did not see none of it. But Lord, we thank you for now. We can't pray for later, can't pray for tomorrow, because we never know when our time on this earth is done. And that you will bring us home to the heavenly house of joy, love, and happiness. 
we can treasure and build our life in peace and love and harmony. Lord, I thank you, Father God. I thank you for also let Dr. Cecilia Pfizer, Prophet Antoine Thomas, Pastor Troy Thomas, Dr. Serena Wright, Missionary Brandon Kaiser, Missionary Sylvia Kaiser Wright, Minister Margot McCoy, Reverend Pastor Lawrence Seabury, Mother Missionary Evangelist, Tony Montgomery and Linda Handy. And Lord, I just thank you for all the leaders that you have put down here on the earth to lead us and to show us and let us know where's the false prophets, where's the false ones that is trying to pretend to be of your congregation, of your sending. Lord, but we thank you and we thank you because we know you have the best for us. All we need to do is to ask you and wait for you because you will lead us in the right direction. I thank you for all my sisters and brothers, nieces, nephews, sons, daughters, granddaughters, and grandsons, cousins, aunts, aunts, uncles, and just the world that you have blessed us in. And, Lord, I ask you to cover us all and to lead the fathers today to let them know you are here to lead and to show the, your children the right way, not the wrong way, and to let them know what is best for them, and to protect this government, to let them know that they are here for all of your sons and daughters, not just the hand-picked ones, not just the favoritism ones, but, Lord, we need you all, and we need you to direct us the right way and to bless this law enforcement that they might protect us all and to take this racist hatred, this ugliness against race, religion, color, gender, and just remove it to let them know we are all brothers and sisters on this planet, this earth that God, our Father, has blessed us with. Lord, I thank you and I thank you and I thank you and I ask you to heal all your children them and to lead them to the right way that can help them through any and everything that they're going through, even to help ourselves, the ones that's not, because we all might have a sickness and we need help. It don't always have to be medical. Medical can be physical. It can be an issue within yourself that you need help in, but we need to know no matter what it's going through, health-wise, financial-wise, family, work, or just within yourself to ask God to protect you and lead you the right way to heal you and to remove all the ugliness from within yourself. Because yet we all need help no matter what. We are not perfect. There's only two perfects in this life. That's God, our Father, and our Son, Christ, Lord Jesus. So don't never think you know everything. You correct on everything. But yet, God is the only correction in the perfect, perfect Father in Jesus Christ, the Son, that can show you that we are all in need of their ways of life and leadership. I just want to say thank you, thank you, and thank you. And may we all have a blessed day. And I want to ask that you all listen, listen and pray. 
that God will lead you the right way. And to tune in each and every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So let's talk with Apostle Elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, Minister Brandon Kaiser. And on Monday night, Iron Shopping Iron, uh, which is on Blog Talk and Facebook. With uh, Minister Sylvia Kaiser, uh, the MC, and this Monday is the third Monday, and I believe this is Minister Margot McCoy night, woman of God, of grace and mercy and leadership and knowledge of good word and leadership that can teach us to help us all through. It comes at p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, again, it is on Blog Talk and Facebook. And on Friday night, um, which is our fourth Friday night of this month, usually be a double hitter with Minister Sylvia Kaiser Wright and Prophet Antoine Thomas. They share in case one can't cover the other one will, and both of them have mighty words and knowledge and conversation and testimonies that can lead you, which is at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is also blog talk and Facebook. And to remember our foundational scripture, Matthew 6 and 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that all shall be added unto you. And I'm going to ask to be excused just in case, because I am at work. If I cannot end the program, I would appreciate if um, Apostle-elect would end the program for me, but I hopefully I won't be busy where I can get back to it. But just in case, I just want to thank you all and to know that God has blessed us with another day. And don't go a day without thanking him and appreciating him and praising his name, God and our Father and the Son, Christ Lord Jesus, because without them, we would not be. I just want to say thank you, thank you, and thank you. Back to you, Apostle. Amen. So now we're going to take this time um, for our tribute to our fathers, sons, uncles, brothers, friends, nephews, greats, grands, husbands, significant others, mentors, cousins, leaders, neighbors, fictional characters, heroes, father figures, for the great, 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 precious memories for this happy Father's Day. So if you have anyone or even a number of people, it doesn't matter, you can take this time to um, say it for them all. This is the time for you to give tribute to the fathers. So I open up the lines now for anyone that wants to give out any tributes to any fathers um, that they know. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I would like to say I thank God for the father that I had before he went on to be with the Lord. I thank God for him because he made sure that he taught his girls how to provide and take care of themselves, how to change tires, how to uh, change their oil, do what they need to do on their cars, how to hang windows, how to hang doors. 
even if he, we didn't want to do it, he just showed us how to do it so we would know what needs to be done so we would never get ripped off or taken advantage of. I just want to thank Stanley Wright for being a father to our son. He has been a great dad. I thank all of the men in our family um, that we uh, constantly talk to and we have dinners and stuff together. I thank them for being dads, especially to the ones that have girls. I thank them for being a dad to their daughters to show them what a real father is and what a real man is, and to their sons also because they're showing what a real man should do when it comes to providing for their families. I could go on and on, but I must leave room for others. I just wanted to say I thank God for the opportunity to give that thanks to them. So, Margo, I'd just like to thank God for another Sunday and uh, thank him for an opportunity. Thank you, uh, Apostle Lex, for an opportunity to say something on behalf of fathers. Fathers are so important, and growing up, I didn't realize how blessed we are uh, as we were as a family to have so many of our fathers that were in our homes with us that grew uh, up and <laughs> with us because uh, we didn't realize it, but they were growing up along with us. Um, one of the things I, I thank God for in regards to my dad was the fact that he spent time with us. Uh, I remember growing up in, as from a young child up into my preteens, my dad took us to church every Sunday. I mean, he took us to church, took us to Sunday school. He, he drove with him. He, he took us. He, he was there with us. That That was amazing. Uh, thinking on it, you know, because many times uh, men are there in the home and, and they're providing, but you don't get their presence. They're not there experiencing things. We, he would take us places. He would take us apple picking. He would take us fishing. He would, he would do so much with us. It was just wonderful to have a dad. He wasn't a perfect man, but he was a perfect father. I thank God for that. I thank God for him for being such a a leader in our family as a whole, for showing love and appreciation to his brothers and his sisters, for looking out for family and for teaching us the importance of family, that there's nothing more important than family. I think we were blessed. We all got that from our fathers and our family. And if you experience that, you should just be so grateful and thankful to God because our earthly father gave us a key to what our heavenly father was about because he's always with us as well. He experiences everything with us. He's always there being his daughter and being the daughter of George C. Berry Jr. God bless you. Amen. Is there anyone else that would like to give a tribute to um, Father? Okay, then I'm going to say that I'm going to give a tribute to the fathers that are bittersweet 
whether that bittersweet is because they're absent, they're missing in action, they're absent because they're deceased, or they're absent because they're incarcerated, or they're absent because they're in some type of asylum or institutionalized due to a factual or even a wrongful action. Many are institutionalized and they don't deserve to be there for those that may be in a coma or in a reprobate state, for those that don't even know their fathers, uh, for the many situations. Um, But I also want to uh, say that I know that there's totally different situations for so many people, whether it's the fact that they didn't honor or understand the beauty of having an earthly father. That was our example of, as Minister Margot has said, was a father of all nations and tongues and people has been to us our heavenly father. Because that's the one thing that we all have in common. Whether we accept him or not, we all have a heavenly father that is the same father. And because he said it is good when he created us, he's our father whether we accept him or reject him. He's still our daddy God. Well, I'm going to go over a few things that is going to kind of steer away from fathers to come back to it. On um, these past days, um, I had wrote on Facebook how it says, wow, this right here, and it's talking about H-E-R-E and H E. AR is real, and it talks about the real, that's R-E-A-L, the one that's R-E-E-L. It's not a play or a skit or a movie or something to play with. And it's because someone here wrote, pastoring is a very dangerous and serious job and should not be taken lightly. Listen, good, and it shows a picture of an ear. And it says, everyone's not called to be a pastor. And when I looked at it, I realized that everyone's not called to be a father. And I know some people on the World Wide Web will be upset with that statement, but some aren't. They've allow the enemy of our soul to pervert fathering where they have children everywhere, but they've been a father to none. Or they've been a daddy to a few. I remember when a basketball player told his earthly daddy, you haven't been here for me for 20 years, don't be here for me for the next 20 years. Because he had someone that was in the army that married his mom that had been that father figure to him that he needed. Then on another post, I wrote to uh, a pastor that I once had. Um, 
I said, greetings, Pastor Aziza Morris, and I am praying with you and for you, woman of God. Pastor Aziza Morris, and please remember, as you obey God, he will encourage your heart and open the doors that no man can shut. And when humankind closes or opens one or many doors, God himself will or can allow those open and shut doors to be ones that are obsolete because they are not from God. Therefore, when God opens more doors and more doors are even open even the more and more doors that God opens for you, it will cause you to know that it is God, not humankind, that expects something in return, meaning that when humankind opens up a door for you, they expect something. When God opens up a door for you, he's your heavenly father. And so whatever door he opens for you is because it's for what's best for you. And that's what I love about God. When we talk about mankind opening a door for you, it's like I'll shake your hand, you shake my hand. It's always something connected to you. Seven years ago, God had me write on Facebook, pray, church, pray. The enemy of our soul wants us to pray on one another, but the word of God in Matthew 6 and 19 says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this today, our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. So once again, pray, church, pray, and pray for real. Even come so quickly, Lord Jesus. And so once again, these scriptures are talking about the forgiveness of our heavenly Father. Some earthly fathers have never forgiven. Some earthly fathers still hold a grudge that are still here. Some earthly fathers went on to uh, transition into death with things in their heart against their children their wives, their families that they had never forgiven because they didn't know the love language of life and of God. And so three years ago, God allowed me to put on Facebook the various types of love language and how they manifest, the agape love that's unconditional, the pragma that's enduring love, the phileo that's affectionate, and the fellatio, which is self-love, and the storage, which is familiar love, and the eros, which is the romantic love, and the uh, ludus, which is the playful love, and then the mania uh, love, which is that which a lot of um, maniacs deal with, dealing with obsessive love. So you have to know that the love of God is the agape love, not the enduring love and affectionate love and 
and self-love and familiar love that are just one. God has the ability to have all types of love, and he has it for all people, not just for a group, not just for a certain race, but that his love isn't something that can be institutionalized. His love isn't something that can be put in a bottle that you can keep just for you. But the love of God that we have is perpetual. It's manifested. It's, it's that Shekinah glory that's all around you. It's that Shekinah glory that protects you. It's that Shekinah glory type of love that lets you know that his love is perfect. His love is harmonious. It's not just for you. His love is love of a affirmation. His love is that that is for the believer and the unbeliever. See, agape love is rooted and grounded in God, for God is love. Agape love is that merciful love. Agape love is that love that allowed Jesus to come down from heaven to die for us, to allow Jesus to be uh, nailed to the cross and, and beaten and spit upon and mocked for us. See, that agape love that God has, he taught us and is teaching us through the love of Jesus, through the love that he has for us. Um, a few days ago, the Lord allowed me to write on Facebook, um, greetings, family, and battles, buddies. When was the last time I told you I loved you? Well, I couldn't remember that I said it to everyone. So then I said, I love you now. I said it today, today. Today I said I love you, and I want it to be that agape love, not that eros, not that romantic, not that, that thing that comes and goes. But I want the love of God to be known to everyone that I know again and again and again. Well, later on, um, I also was able to post something that I had posted 10 years ago that said, the message today is I see you. The intensive care unit of God is open. Come on, bring in your cares, your problems, your ailments, etc. God's Holy Spirit will arrest you. Once you surrender and you rest it all in and on God, he may even put you on bed rest. And when he puts you on that bed rest, it's because his word, his healing ointment of the oil of God wants to cover you. It wants to cover your whole body, your mind, your soul. It wants to straight away take away those problems. It wants to heal you. It wants to make you whole again. Because, see, he won't discharge you too early. See, he won't uh, misdiagnose you. He won't do those things that man will do because man sometimes will lie about the diagnosis just because it doesn't fit their agenda. But, see, the Father of God that we have testifies about his love for us. He testifies about his healing uh, um, that he gives us. He testifies about who he is to us because he's our God. He knows our love language. He knows what we need. Some of us need to be touched. Some of us need to be held. Some of us need to just hear 
God straight up and down, say, I love you. Some of us just need a, a reminder every now and then. Just give me roses. That's my mama used to say. Give them to me while I'm here. Somebody just needs a kind word. And then he, I, I say that because he also allowed me to say that. Who is this for? There's 10 subtle ways for harmful patterns to indicate that they're abusing you. They're verbally abusing you according to therapists. There are people that say that they love you with their mouth, but with that same mouth, they use a verbal abuse. So there's things where people may say that they love you, but even when they pray, they pray against you. Even when they talk, they talk against you. Even when they write a story, they write it against you. Well, there's types of verbal abuses and uh, things that are nonverbal that say to a person, I know I said I love you, but my behavior is saying something else. But see, that's what I love about God. Because even when he's correcting me, although people will call it church hurt and say this preacher said this or said that, that they were actually uh, verbally abusing me. No, sin is sin. And that's what I love about God. That's what I love about our Father. Because, see, whether you read the Amplified Version that says, pray then in this way, our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name, or the Message Version that says, pray very simply like this, our Father in heaven, reveal who you are, set the world right. Or you read the King James Version that says, after this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven. No matter what version you read, it still gets back to he's our Father and his name is hollowed. It still gets back to the fact that when we pray, we're to pray to the Father. We're to pray for the fivefold ministry. We're to pray for the believers. We're to pray for the non-believers. We're to pray for all that God has created. And when we pray for all who God has created, we pray the prayer that God wants us to pray. We don't pray our agendas. We don't pray with our own motives, but we should ask God, our Father who art in heaven, what would you have me to pray? How would you have me to pray? Who would you have me to pray for? God, don't allow me to block my prayers reaching you because I'm putting my own agenda into the prayer. So on today, I'm going to pray to our Father that he would encourage us and encourage those that need to be encouraged and encourage those that need to be strengthened. Father God, our Father which art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thank you for giving us life and love through Jesus Christ. Thank you for teaching us how to trust you and to obey you. Thank you, Father God, for teaching us how to accept what you allow. Thank you, God, for showing us how you're sovereign and how you're always in control. 
Thank you, Father, for showing us how we need to lay aside every agenda or motive or selfish way that gets in the way of you not only hearing our prayers, but granting our prayers. Thank you, God, for teaching us to lay our all on the altar. Father God, we lay our flesh on the altar before you right now. We don't hold anything back. We ask you to transform us. We ask you, God, to eradicate the sin that lures and tries to tempt us in our lives. We thank you, God, for we know that when we ask, that we can know that we've asked and that we're seeking and that we're knocking and that you have taught us how to seek, how to search for you. You've given us ways of escape, God. You've taken the appetite for so many sins away from us that the enemy has tried to plague us in order to separate us from your love. We thank you for your divine intervention, morning, noon, and night. Father God, we pray that we'd rather obey you, God, than man. We pray that we would keep and maintain the proclamation that we love you and we love you with our whole heart and that we love one another with our whole heart, Father God, praying according to your unctioning, according to your leading, my God. Thank you for teaching us that you are our Father and that your word is sacred and that your word is what shall not return unto you void. And even when we go astray, you'll send the word to bring us back. Like the shepherd that brought back the lamb that went astray the shepherd's dog that herded the very sheep in the pastures that tried to get away. Because, God, we don't care if it said that you herded us back or that you reached way down in the mire clay and you pulled us up. We don't care what it says as long as we come back. We don't care if they say that we were those children that were prodigals, but you waited on us, and you were patient with us, and you called us back because you're married to the backslider. Thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you for the gift of knowing that you have seen all and you know all. We thank you for reminding us that you are faithful and you will teach us how to be faithful. We thank you that you are a righteous God and that you're teaching us to be a righteous people. You're teaching us, Father God, how to be a yielded generation submitted to the perfect perfecting of God, that you're teaching us 
how to ask you for every decision, everything that we do, God. We lean not to our own understanding, but we rely totally on you, not on our intellect, not on our understanding, but God, we rely on you. When we don't understand, we love that you allow us to ask you for clarity, clarity on those things concerning us, clarity on the guidance and instruction that you've given us, clarity on the things that you've given us to share with others, clarity on those that are walking in unity with us that we will share the unadulterated truth of God. And even when mankind would call it church hurt because it's really the truth and it's your truth, and your truth sometimes hurts because even when you're perfecting a diamond, you put it under pressure, you put it under heat, you put it under uh, uh, measures that are uncomfortable to this flesh. And God, if we would be truthful and honest, we would say, God, we needed it. Because if you hadn't allowed the pressure, if you hadn't allowed the fire to cause the fluff to come to the top, to cause us to be pure gold, if you hadn't allowed the perfecting of your love, God, we would be lost. So, Father, our children don't understand that sometimes when we're talking to them and correcting them, we're not doing it to hurt them, but we're doing it to perfect them through you. Not through us, but through you. When we tell them, don't touch the fire, because the fire will burn you. Don't touch the extension cord with those wet hands. When we tell them, don't do this or don't do that or leave that person alone or leave this person, it's because we're trying to protect them the same way you protected us with our fathers that were such great earthly examples. Not that they were perfect, but they were earthly examples of protection. They were earthly examples of how-tos. They were earthly examples of how to provide provision, my God. They were earthly uh, examples of how they would sit on the front porches with their guns or whatever to say, don't come in my house. I am the protect man. And, God, we thank you that you have been the protector of our domains, our minds, our hearts, our souls, our total being. You protected us so that we would not compromise, whether the compromising was due to fear or the compromising was due to doubt. God, you've taught us that the only thing we are to fear is to fear you and reverencing you and revering you, God, and praising you, God, and giving you thanksgiving. God, for every distraction that tried to come our way, for every imperfection that tried to destroy us, we thank you for even in the midst of the storms, mm, the storms of life, the storms on our jobs, storms in our families, the storms in our relationships, the rain, the thunder, the lightning, the major static that tried to cause us not to hear you and not to hear you in clarity. 
But, God, we long for more of you. We ask you to pull us up out of those dry places, those desert places. We ask you, God, for your presence, your continual presence, your continual love, your continual love in our ministries, in our homes, in the churches, on our jobs, in the cars. Your continual love that shows us that you are the cloud. You are the one that will cause us to follow the clouds out of the storm, that will cause us to follow the pillars out of the wilderness, the pillars of fire that will guide us out of the terrain, whether it's known or unknown, pulls us out of the storm when we're in a boat or the boat of life, the ships of life, the fellowships, the relationships, the things that may try to take us away from you, God, that you bring us back, perpetually guiding us everywhere, every day, every way. You order our steps. You give us the security that Psalms 91 speaks of when it says, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will remain secure and rest in the shadow of the Almighty. We call you our refuge and our fortress. We know that you're the one we're to have confidence in. We're to trust you. We're to rely on you even in the midst of the deadly pestilence, even in the midst of those things that makes us think that they're greater than you, for your wings find us, and your wings cover us because they're our refuge, and your shield is so faithful that it protects us, even from the terror by night, and even for the things that will try to fly our way by day. God, you protect. You cover us. No danger will come nigh us. God, even when the wicked would try to come our way, you allow us to see the spectacle that you've caused them to be because you've protected us. You've kept us safe. We thank you for even the plagues that have tried to come our way, whether it was COVID and Ebola or or monkeypox or whatever it was, God, and is that you treaded on it like a lion and a cobra, that it's like something that's under your feet, so therefore it's under our feet. We thank you for teaching us how to honor you. We thank you for showing us the struggles that we've gone through privately and openly, that you've still been there for us. We're grateful, God, because you are our great God, our sovereign God that teaches us to look in your spiritual mirror instead of out of the window looking at others. We're not going to walk in pride. We declare we're not going to walk in self-righteousness. We thank you for teaching us teaching our spouses, teaching our children, teaching our coworkers, teaching our leaders, 
teaching our followers how to submit to you and how to serve you. We thank you, God, for teaching us how to be a teachable people, not those that are a compromising people. For if we're going to compromise anything, it's going to be what you've told us to compromise in, whether it's us saying, I choose to take the higher road, for I choose to forgive. For that compromise is a great compromise, to choose to forgive. Help us, God, to put your blood on our minds and have your word that we meditate on it day and night. Father, so that that place of accusation, that place of hurt will be replaced with your word. It will be replaced with your love. God, we want to be your leaders. We want to be your mouth. We want to be your candlestick. We want to be the people that not only you choose to honor, but teaches us how to honor others, how to respect others. For we know that Jesus has already paid the ultimate price and the ultimate cost, and he is our greatest example. So when we look at Jesus, we declare like he declared, not my will, but your will be done. We declare like his mother Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. Teach us, God, to want everything in our lives to be according to your faithfulness, according to your love. God, send us on a major, major rescue mission for those that are lost in this sick and dying world. Thank you, God, for sending your son to rescue us, for sending the comforter, your Holy Spirit, to be our comforter and to dwell on the inside of us, and for Jesus constantly sitting on your right hand, interceding for us. Thank you for strengthening us in this walk. Thank you for strengthening us when we're discouraged. Thank you for strengthening us when our hearts are overwhelmed. Thank you for strengthening us, for even when we cry, we know that you've collected our tears. Thank you for strengthening us when we've suffered warfare, some depression and suppression and oppression or feeling dismayed. Thank you for strengthening us when we leaned on our own understanding instead of understanding through you. We thank you, God, for teaching us how your promises are yea and amen, and our promises need to be yea and amen as as well, and we thank you. Thank you, God, for reminding us how your word and your promises are like a hammer that breaks rocks into pieces. Thank you for being our all-consuming fire in the midst of every battle. My God, thank you, God, for teaching us how you're holy. Thank you for your discernment 
and the full discernment that you give us so that we obey you, God. We don't obey you a quarter of the way. We don't obey you two-thirds of the way. We don't obey you three-fourths of the way. But, God, we obey you the whole way, 100% we're in. We're all in, God, for you are the potter and we are the clay. Thank you for molding us and making us your way, not our way, God, but your way. Thank you for teaching us how to believe and how to know that if we ask you and we say, God, I believe, but help thy mind believe. God, I trust you, but increase my trust even the more. God, I have faith, but take me to a place that my faith is more intimate than it's ever been. It's deeper depth than it's ever been. It's higher height than it's ever been. It's wider width than it's ever been. Because, God, I pray your word to you because I know your word will not return unto you void, according to Isaiah 55 and 11. God, I know you teach me to love the things that you love, according to your word in Jeremiah 29, verses 12 through 13. I know, God, your word reminds me about walking in your righteousness and your integrity, according to Isaiah 33, verses 15 through 16. I thank you that your word reminds me how to submit to you and the enemy of flee, according to James 4 and 7. I love you how you remind us, Father God, how we have to rather obey you than man, according to Acts 5 and 29. How your word reminds us that our minds and hearts are to be obedient unto you as even asking you for the mind of Christ, according to 1 Corinthians 2 and 16. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you for reminding us to worship you in spirit and in truth. I thank you, I thank you for allowing us, God, to know that your word is like a two-edged sword, according to Hebrews 4 and 12. God, I thank you, I thank you for your will and your way and your wisdom that you give to us liberally. God, I thank you and I thank you for reminding us how you're Alpha and Omega. I thank you for reminding us how you know all things and how you reign. God, I thank you for blessing us for we know that you're our rock, our kin, our strength, and how you teach our hands to war and our fingers to fight. God, I thank you and I thank you for how you're teaching us that just like in the days of John the Baptist until now that the kingdom of heaven suffered violence but the violent take it by force. And we thank you for your word. We thank you for your people on today, God. We thank you for the tributes to the earthly father. But most of all, God, we thank you for our tribute to you. Mm. Teach us how to give you tribute, honor, every nanosecond, and even more of that of our lives. For on this Father's Day, many are saying Happy Father's Day to their earthly father. But on this Father's Day and throughout our lives, we say Happy Father's Day to you, Father. 
for you are our King of kings. You are our Lord of lords. You are sovereign. You are to be extolled. You are to be exalted. You are high and lifted up. Thank you for being our Father and saying that it is good. And Jesus, we rescuing us. He's rescued us over and over and over again. He re-rescues us every day of our lives because of your love. Happy Father's Day. It is so, and so it is. I know that it's after hours, as far as the hour that God had given us on today, but if there's anyone that has any closing remarks or anything that you would like to add to the program today, the lines are open because we abound by time, but not our God. The lines are open. Well, good morning, saints. This is Minister Margot again. I just want to thank God for the word on today. Thank you, Apostle, for such a strong word to remind us that we need to be honoring our Father every day. I remember always wanting to make my father proud, never wanting him to be embarrassed or ashamed of me, really concerned about that. That was so important to me, and it's got to be even more important to us as the saints of God, as God being our father, to give him tribute and honor every day and everything that we do and say and think and to ask him for forgiveness as needed, because as you said, his mercies are new every day. Thank you so much for this message to remind us, our Father, who art in heaven, his name should be hallowed every day of our life. In Jesus' name, I thank you for what you've given us today in our hearts and our spirits. God bless you, protect you, and keep you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Minister Margo. Will there be another? I just want to say, ditto, I uh, agree with Minister Margo. Ditto, ditto, ditto. Happy Father's Day, God. Amen. Is there anyone else? I uh, just want to say thank you, thank you. Excuse me. Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead, woman of God. Go ahead. Okay, I just want to say thank you, thank you, God, for being a true, loving, caring father, for blessing us with life, for blessing us with another day, and blessing the fathers that you have in your leadership and your children. Let us know that we thank you, and we thank you, and we thank you, and Lord, thank you, and bless all the fathers out here, my father in his absence, but I know he is on the mission and to serve and to all our fathers and our family is in a mission of life to help and to lead your saints in heaven. So, Lord, I thank you, and I just want to say thank the Father for the words and just for life it is. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Thank you, Minister Sheila and Minister Sylvia. Well, if I could leave you with any thought, it would be that God is constantly reminding me 
about how he's our father, and I do mean everyone's father, and how we have days that we celebrate our mothers and our fathers. But as we worship him daily, that's our celebration. As we acknowledge him daily, that's our celebration. As we love him and trust in him daily, that's our love and our celebration. As we honor him in all that we say and do, that's our celebration. So to God be the glory. And I thank God for St. Matthew 6 and 33, or even Matthew 6 and 33, because some people don't like the saint part. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So happy Father's Day to our fathers that are here and those that have gone on. But happy Father's Day to the Father of Fathers, our Heavenly Father. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.